Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dr. Isaac Bogosh, infectious diseases physician at Toronto General Hospital, associate professor of medicine at the University of Toronto, and a member of the province of Ontario's vaccine rollout task force, is back with us on the program. Dr. Bogosh, much to talk about. Could I just start, first of all, with the, with the issue of, uh, of the AstraZeneca virus and uh, Health Canada saying that the expiration date uh, on specific lots has been extended to seven months from six. That has people concerned. Certainly, people are sending me emails, drawing a comparison between moving the, uh, the uh, two shots of the Pfizer vaccine from three weeks to four months do you have concerns about this? Who made the decision? Is it just expiry too many? I mean, is it too many vaccines and, and based on that and not, it's not on science? Yeah, so, you know, I, I've looked into this and I've chatted with some senior officials about this. It turns out what they did was they looked at uh, several of the lots that were due to expire. They can do analyses on these. These were deemed to be completely viable and acceptable and uh, there was no issues with them whatsoever. So they were able to extend the expiration date by several weeks on those lots. The reason why the expiration date isn't extended on all of AstraZeneca is because they only looked at the specific lots that were about to expire. I mean, in all fairness, obviously there's the optics issue, and I can't get around that, but from a medical and scientific standpoint, it does not appear to be a problem whatsoever. All right, so what about the one-dose versus the two-dose summer, with the uh, the dates of, uh, the waiting dates for the second vaccination being shortened, you know, between the first and the second? What's, what's logically to be expected here? Well, I think it's fair to say that when you look at the number of vaccines coming into the country, it's pretty reasonable to for most individuals to have uh, completed a two-dose vaccine series at some point by near the end of August. I mean, there's just a lot of vaccines that are coming in. So many, not everyone, but many people have already received a first dose. There's still a push to get first doses in. But, uh, you know, many provinces, I mean, Ontario, Ontario included, are now starting to do second doses, prioritizing those on the older end of the spectrum. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that we may very well have a one-and-a-half to two-dose summer for Canada. Uh, I mean, good news. That's great. We just finish this pandemic off earlier than anticipated. So moving from that one to the reopening of the provinces, and many of them are announcing their reopening. We're about to speak with the health minister for the province of Alberta. He'll join us at the top of the next hour. What's your reaction to reopening the provinces, getting people back into the lifestyle they were accustomed to, maybe with some, you know, with with, with some uh, factors or some protective factors still in place, but what's your sense? Love it. I think it's great. This is what vaccines afford us, right? When you have vaccines rolling out, when you have cases crumbling across the country, some places faster than others, when you have healthcare systems that are less and less compressed and, and more capacity within the healthcare system. So that's really the trifecta, right? Greater vaccination, fewer community burden, less community burden of COVID-19, and greater healthcare system capacity. You can, you know, open up and, and uh, lift some of these public health measures and move along that spectrum back to 
normalcy. And it's going to be amazing because between right now and a few months from now, we're going to be in a period of rapid transition. Some provinces are going to move faster than others. But we'll all get there eventually, and we just have to do it in a safe manner. I have to keep reminding myself that I'm speaking to you as a doctor, not as a politician. I always want to drag you over to the other side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I Listen, I'm happy to chat politics. It's just I'm not a politician. I really try, and as you know, I mean, some people like my opinion, some people don't. But I try to approach it from a, 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 a lens of science, data, medicine, and equity, and not from – there's no spin. I mean, sometimes people like this and not based on their – political ideology, but this is, I try to just give a scientific and medical perspective. No, and I appreciate that, but so emails that I've received over the last number of days have gone something like this. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, they were telling us we were going to be facing record numbers of cases. Now they're telling us they're going to be reopening the provinces. What are they, do they know what they're doing? Well, I think they can refer to a lot of different people. Some of they clearly don't. Some of they clearly do. And some of us are, you know, figuring it out as we go along. It's not like anyone's been through a pandemic before, but, you know, we all have about 15 months under our belt and made the most of this experience. Plus, we all come at it, many of us come at it with a lot of experience working with communicable diseases and outbreaks and and, uh, modeling and epidemiology and medicine and science. So, you know, I think some have more experience than others. Having said that, let's just look at where we are. We're getting better. Canada's getting better by almost every metric. um, Manitoba's a little lagging behind, but they'll catch up. And, yeah, things are truly getting better by any metric. Okay. Now, what about this Indian variant, which is starting to appear in larger and larger numbers? The U.K. saying that over two-thirds of their new cases are of the Indian variant. How concerned about are you about this? And should anybody be even uttering the words fourth wave? Well, listen, this one's taken over. I think it's pretty clear that it's more transmissible and, you know, we, we saw the same thing happen with the U.K. variant, where it just gradually took over. I think it's fair to say that this one's going to gradually take over as well. That's, that's probably what's going to happen. Having said that, let's put it into the context of the vaccine era. Most of us, or many of us, have had a first dose, and we're getting second doses really soon. I mean, is this really going to have the same impact on, on uh, Canadians? Probably not. Whereas if you're in a country where you have very little access to vaccination, this could pose a huge problem probably won't have the same degree of an impact on us here at home because we're vaccinating at such a fast pace one dose provides some protection two doses provides pretty significant protection so we just got to motor ahead with the doses and we should be okay if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.